Welcome to the Security Operative Podcast. This is Tony O'Brien of Security Operative Consultancy Services, here to share with you my perspectives from the world of security and risk management. Enjoy the episode. Howdy guys and welcome to episode number 24 of Diary of a Security Consultant. Uh, slightly different this week, I suppose. Um, we'll change up the format as I announced across social media a couple of weeks back. Uh, we're going to have some interviews and stuff, but uh, this is a slightly different format, I suppose, in that I want to give people a quick update on what it is we've been doing. You might have noticed that we missed uh, last week. We didn't have any article. We didn't have any um, video up. Uh, and you also might have noticed that the last one or two articles and videos are actually missing from the website. So this uh, episode, I suppose, is a bit about why that is and, and what has happened. Um, to give a bit of an update on what we've been doing, last two weeks have been our, our busiest ever. I suppose we've had a couple of... Uh, those 80, 90 hour work weeks that I often preach against, but that are sometimes necessary uh, every now and again. Um, we have been running two, over the last two weeks, we've ran what I consider to be one of the best training courses in the country, actually. Uh, it's our, uh, for ICSE, uh, we ran our authorized officer program, which is a level six program um, for one of our, for one of ICSE's um, main clients. Brilliant program, brilliant bunch of guys, but it takes up a lot of time. We've also run two QQI level six conflict management programs for them uh, for different frontline staff, uh, public sector and private sector. Uh, we've had an ongoing protective services detail 24 hours a day for the last couple of weeks. So we've had some guys on that. Uh, we've, some of our hotel clients have been trialing our new COVID safe, uh, COVID secure uh, risk management program that we've designed for them. It's an online program that they can put their staff through um, kind of a, a cross between uh, standard and training. Uh, for their employees we're trying to get the balance between uh, when hotels open back up between uh, COVID compliance and not forgetting the security element as well so what our clients were finding was the COVID training was very much COVID influenced and the security and general health and safety stuff was being forgotten so we've uh, put together a program risk management program which has been trialed this week uh, we're developing some uh, winter operational plans for some of our man guarding clients supporting them with things like welfare ideas uh, online training for um, their employees over the Christmas, um, operational support contingencies for poor weather and, and things like that uh, over the winter. We've had two, uh, one PSA 28 audit for one of our clients and we're preparing another client for a PSA 31 audit. Um, we're trying a new onboarding efficiency program for one of our UK clients, which is, which is working out very, very well to support them with onboarding clients, both in the UK, onboarding staff, sorry, both in the UK and in, in Ireland. Uh, so as you can see, we've had a pretty mental uh, two weeks with all that crammed into kind of two two working weeks. Uh, in addition to keeping on top of my own, obviously training and life outside of work, I suppose. Um, and the reason for this, I've, I've kind of subtitled this this one: um, uh, gratitude and humility lesson for me in terms of cybersecurity awareness. Uh, it's now Tuesday night. It's late Tuesday night. I'm just in. Um, we have, like I said, had an exceedingly busy week and Sunday morning was generally going to be family day. I tried to spend that with my, my son and my partner. Uh, every week I tried to put Sundays aside. Uh, that's our day. Uh, woke up Sunday morning to find that um, my website had been hacked. And I suppose that for me was a lesson in both humility and in gratitude. So 9 a.m. Sunday morning, trying to get a hold of uh, my hosting company, trying to figure out what might have happened, et cetera, et cetera. I have to say, like, my hosting company was basically useless over the whole thing. Their 24-hour uh, support line got back to me at half past 11 on Monday. Um, 
so sorry, I said it's Tuesday now. It's actually Monday night, late Monday night when I'm recording this. Um, <clears throat> but I suppose why I'm saying gratitude, and I really want to take this opportunity to express gratitude to two people. Uh, my first part of call for cybersecurity, as always, uh, is Mr. Justin Casey uh, and Lysium Risk Management here in Dublin. Uh, Justin, uh, as a former colleague of mine, uh, somebody who I consider a friend and a good friend, uh, and he's one of these guys that can turn his hand to Anthony, and he's right now specializing in the cybersecurity uh, element of things. Uh, he's always been my go-to guy when I have questions about that sort of stuff. Got on to Justin, uh, this was nine o'clock on a Sunday morning, and within two hours, Justin had come off his own operational task that he was working on, gone on to mine, and come up with a solution for me, found the root cause and come up with a solution. Uh, so I want to express my gratitude, first of all, to Justin. And if I could say to anyone who has cybersecurity needs, looking for cybersecurity audit, penetration testing, OSINT stuff, or OSINT training, which is a, a, a really, really fantastic strength of his and an area that I know he's developing, uh, Justin's the guy to go to. And I'll link his company down below. Uh, I have to say, he's, he's always done right by me. Uh, and he's a really, really highly intelligent guy in those fields. Uh, my second port of call then was onto my web designer, uh, Christy. Christy works at a company called uh, Butterfly Media. He's always done my websites. He does a brilliant job with the websites. He's so uh, responsive to what you need. He's a real understanding of what it is. And again, nine o'clock Sunday morning, I sent him a message to say this was happened. And he was back to me in 10 minutes. And by 12 o'clock, three hours after uh, this issue was occurred, uh, my website was back up online and completely uh, up to date, which is fantastic. But as I said to you, it was, it was a lesson for me in, in, in gratitude. One, I'm very, very grateful to both of those people. And I'm very, very grateful to have a network like that that I can call on at nine o'clock on a Sunday morning that just came back uh, with no expectation of reciprocity or, or anything like that. They came back because they're just genuine professionals in their in their field, I suppose, you know. Um, the second point that I made on that is, was a, I suppose it was a lesson in humility for me. Uh, at the moment, uh, I was listening to and talking about and writing an article about uh, the personal uh, personal risk assessments, you know, doing personal risk assessments on your career, on your skill sets, on your um, knowledge base and stuff like that. Uh, I've done a lot of work over the last three or four years in developing my own knowledge base and my own skill set in areas like information security, protective intelligence, the intelligence uh, processes, um, open source intelligence gathering and, and things like that. Uh, and I'm by no means an expert, but I, I, I can do enough to keep on top of things. But one of the areas, I suppose, that it really, really showed me where I still have a, a large gap is in the cybersecurity area, you know. Um, and it's something that it's identified to me that I probably have a little bit of overconfidence in. Uh, I'm quite diligent with my website from talking to the, the two experts, like I said, that I, that I brought in. Uh, the, the issue, the, the breach that I had was, was nothing to do with me. And it was quite a low level one. I had all my security up to date, et cetera, et cetera, uh, doing all the right things, all that sort of stuff. Uh, I had uh, contingencies and a plan in place. No information was lost, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm going to see if I can get this right. It was some sort of, um, <clears throat> they refer to it as a cross-site scripting, um, XSS, they lost me at that point. Uh, some vulnerability, unknown vulnerability, a plugin that I was using uh, affected not just me, but other, lots of other people. Uh, all my information was safe, all my clients' information was safe. They just managed to redirect people from my website to a different website before they could get to my website. Uh, but it opened up, uh, I suppose, an area of vulnerability or an area of loss of control. There was nothing worse for me than going and opening up that on Sunday morning and realizing, oh my God, what do I do? And not having the knowledge base within myself to do it. So it's something I put on my own development plan now to work on. Uh, but I suppose 
I had my own little bit of Dunning-Kruger, which I've written about before, you know, thinking I was safer and more secure than I actually was based on a limited amount of knowledge. So it's something I'm going to work on myself over the next while, but I really was grateful that I had those people that I could call on. And also that I have those people now that can show me, look, I can go to those people and say, look, where do I need to start for the basics? And I can build my own skill set and stuff like that. Hopefully to a point, not where I don't need uh, networks like that, because I'll always be grateful for that. But to a point where I suppose um, I'm not completely dependent on them. Uh, and I don't get that loss of control feeling. I can do the basics uh, myself. So it's certainly something that I'm, I'm, I'm looking at myself. Um, like I said, open source intelligence, protective intelligence, uh, information security, ISO standards, et cetera, et cetera. I've done a lot of work on upskilling myself in addition to the physical security stuff over the last number of years. For me, this gap was the worst type of gap. It was a gap that I didn't know I had, which for me is the worst type. Uh, and I didn't realize that I had this vulnerability until something happened, which shows, I suppose, a gap in the planning uh, in, 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 on my perspective. Uh, but now I know I have it. I've gone back. I was, like I said, I was writing an article. It'll probably be out before this video, actually. Uh, the article was based around um, per the personal risk assessments um, and uh, looking at your own skill set and knowledge base, looking at where you want to get or the standard that you want to set, and then backing that up. How you conduct uh, personal pestle assessment, personal SWOT assessment, uh, upgrading your personal development plan, setting goals and objectives for your training and your development. And I suppose. Uh, as I look back uh, in, the, in the days preceding this, I was looking back and I was saying, yeah, look, you've really come on in, in open source intelligence, you've come on in physical security, you've come on in your own physical health, you've come on your own physical uh, mental health, you've come on in terms of the equipment that you've invested in, you've come on in terms of your business acumen and, you know, I was identifying goals for all those sorts of things and then just got blindsided by this one area and skills gap. So, you know, in terms of humility, yes, I've, I've been, you know, gained a little bit of humility uh, about it or probably didn't need it. It wasn't a shock to the ego in any way. So it's just something I didn't know I needed. But also gratitude. You know, I'm grateful that some guy in Gabon, you know, has showed this to me. So now I can go and fix it without any real harm being done. Uh, and I was lucky. I won't say lucky. Uh, I was, um, how would I say it? I was happy, I suppose, that I had a contingency plan in place for this, that I had looked at this in the past as part of my contingency plan. You know, look, if this happens, then this is what I'm going to do. But there was still that shock factor. I had a, a communication plan for clients. Uh, I had a recovery plan. I had the backups. I have all my work backed up. So there was nothing going to be lost and nothing going to be breached. I have the website quite well compartmentalized, I, I think. Now I'm having an expert looking at it. But I suppose one of the lessons I learned was uh, to do my due diligence on the people who I have engaged to do these things. Like I said, I've gone with a very large hosting provider who completely let me down. Uh, three or four months ago, I engaged a um, somebody who was referred by the hosting supplier uh, to review the website. And it gave them a clean bill of health from a security point of view. And I'm not blaming them. Uh, I don't know. I don't know enough about it to blame them. Um, and I had gone with a WordPress site, which I understood to be one of the more reliable uh, platforms and secure platforms. Uh, but it just goes to show from talking to the experts afterwards that there are other sites that are out there uh, or other platforms or other ways of doing things that I wasn't aware of. It's something I'm going now to invest in. Uh, I suppose it's something that I didn't know that I needed and now I do. 
Uh, but it was a, a bad time to get it. And again, a lesson in there, as I was thinking about it this morning, a lesson in there on criminal intent. When was this launched against me and multiple, probably thousands of other websites across the world? It was launched at 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning when a criminal will know that you have very little access to people like your hosting provider, your 24-7 hosting provider, um, <clears throat> would have very little access to things like cybersecurity support, instant management. If you didn't have a plan in place or if I didn't have that network or if I didn't have a really great website developer who was able to get hold of at, at 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning or 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning, uh, I would have been in a lot of trouble, probably similar to what a lot of businesses were around the world that might have been using a similar plugin or whatever it was that, that, that went wrong, you know? So, you know, just goes to show that criminal mindset and the value of having those plans in place. So even though I had that little, little loss of a control, once I engaged the network, once I engaged the experts, I was then able to put my own plan in place to go, okay, clients, look, this has happened. The website will be down. There's not an issue for you guys, but just in case, go do this, reset your passwords, etc. Um, people like that, I was able to contact them very, very quickly. I had a plan in place. Uh, and I was back up and running. Uh, I was talking to some other people about today and I was kind of kicking myself a little bit that it had happened to me. And they were saying, to be fair, to have that happen at nine o'clock on a Monday morning and to be back up and running is not bad. And I'm not taking the credit for any of that. It was down to the two gentlemen who, who helped me. But I suppose my plan, the business continuity plan, the disaster recovery plan that I had in place contributed to, well, actually smoothly getting back you know so it goes to show the value of those plans uh, that you don't think you need until you need um i remember as a, as a one man or one person business who engages freelancers as i need them i remember thinking to myself at the time developing a business continuity plan developing a um, an instant management plan thinking what am i doing you know what am i doing but when that kind of shock hit me and the surprise hit me it was nice to have that plan there you know it was, it was very much nice to have that checklist that I could go back to, that I had spent a lot of time when I wasn't under stress planning. Because like I said, I'd just done a 90-hour work week on top of a previous 90-hour work week, and this happens on a Sunday morning. So that's the value of those plans and checklists, I suppose, as you go back over them. Uh, and that wasn't the topic of this. The topic of this was uh, gratitude and humility, I suppose. Uh, but I suppose it really did show me the value of those plans, even as a small operation, to spend the time when you're not under pressure to look at those things and plan for what you're going to do. And now it's showing me, okay, this instance has happened. Now I have some time, not a lot of time granted, but now I have some time to work on that skills gap that I've now identified. Will cybersecurity uh, be a thing that I'll need a lot of in the, in, the, in the future? Possibly not, but it's good to have a knowledge base in it, both for me and for my, my clients as I move forward. So um, what am I doing with this experience? chalking it up as a learning experience it's something i can go to clients and go look i did all this stuff i had all my updates i had all my security in place and still this happened to me so you know don't be under the illusion that it can't happen to you does it show vulnerability as a security consultant perhaps but i don't think there's any business out there that can say they're 100 secure regardless of what you put in place particularly not small businesses so am i annoyed about it yes but am i damn glad it happened now in that way when i had the support structure the friends the business contacts and the um, uh, how will I say, and the plans in place to manage it. Absolutely, yeah. So that's episode 24. Like I said, uh, the format will change over the next couple of weeks. I'm going to do one or two more of the webinar-based ones, uh, doing kind of knowledge-based ones. And I've got some really good guests lined up. I start interviews this week, but I'm not going to actually roll out the interviews for another kind of two or three weeks. I want to give myself a little bit of a little bit of a head start on it. We've got some really, really good guests, both nationally and internationally, uh, lined up. The goal of bringing on guests, I suppose, is to bring on people from all sectors of the security industry. And the goal is to help new starters recently. 
are really, I suppose, people who might be getting into the industry or new in the industry or developing in the industry, whatever that sector of the industry is, whether it's loss prevention, whether they're in the door industry, the event security industry, the close protection industry, considering becoming a consultant, looking to get into security management, looking to start their own company, to bring on people who've done that to give their advice uh, to people. Uh, to new people or people who might be in the game a while but considering a change so that's the the general goal of it. like i said I'm, I'm really happy with the people who said yes so far uh, i haven't asked anyone yet who said no which is really really good uh but somebody did mention to me am i going to keep up the um the more information based ones where i'm giving out information absolutely i am so for me i want to end up with a thank you to justin casey from elysium risk management i'm going to link them in the in the show notes for this and i also want to say thank you to christy from butterfly media um, and if you ever need Anton in the cybersecurity area, Justin's guy to talk to you. If you need Anton in the website design building, I can highly, highly recommend Christy as well. So until next week, this has been episode 24 with a large dollop of humility and a large dollop of gratitude and a large dollop of learning. Talk to you all next week, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Security Operative Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and got some value. If you'd like to follow more of our activity, You can find us on any of our social channels at Security Operative Consultancy Services. See you next time.